And back then it was it was semi. I mean, it was like on the borderline where it wasn't so important, but it started getting important because the, the more competitive Amazon got, the more important it was to 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 really have like a um, beautiful listings to stand out and and beat your competition. Before then, it wasn't so so important. You know, the, you just slapped on a product on Amazon, and the next day it started selling. Like you know. But these days, it's almost impossible. You really have to, I mean, it's, it's really a must. You can't get away with just a, a standard uh, um, uh, basic listing. Welcome, fellow entrepreneurs, to the Entrepreneur Adventure Podcast, where we talk about Amazon Wholesale and how you can use it to build an e-commerce empire, a side hustle, or anything in between. And now, your host, Todd Welch. All right, so I've got Mac Schlesinger with me today. He is the CEO of Best Seller Listers. He's done private label in the past, and now he's built an Amazon agency. And I'm bringing him on the show today. We're going to talk a little bit about optimizing listings and just ways that we can get more traffic to listings on Amazon. So Mac, I really appreciate you joining us today. Why don't you tell us a little bit about your background, how you got into this crazy world of Amazon? Yeah, I mean, hey, Thad. First of all, it's a pleasure having me. Thanks for inviting me to your special, amazing podcast. I'm looking forward for a great time. Absolutely. Thanks for joining me. So you want to hear about my story? About my uh... Yeah, how did you get into selling on Amazon? I mean, it, it's a whole, uh, it's a long story. I, I don't think we'll have time for the whole of this. I mean, I, I, I did a previous podcast with someone like specifically about my story. Maybe we'll add a link to that. But um, for a long story short, it's basically I started uh, um, selling on Amazon around eight to nine years ago, probably like 2012, that range, I think. Um, yeah, so I mean, the way I got into it was also a whole story. I started like, a, you know, I went to the, to the mall, buy products, which I, I didn't know what I'm doing, whatever. And so after all this hustle and hustle, I got into, I started with a private label. I think private label was back then like a pretty new, like a thing. So I got into it. I bought my stuff from China, like everyone else, and built a brand, created a brand, the name, the logo, everything. And I started selling, you know, uh, uh, like everyone else. So as time went on, I realized, you know, that's, uh, I mean, it's working well, but it's not really covering the bills. But by then I was, I was already married, I had a few kids, mm. you know, I had a big overhead. So. Yeah, for sure. So, and this, so, so at that time I took on a job, which is, I mean, actually a friend found out about like um, what I'm doing on Amazon. He knew about a, a different friend that has like a, a big Amazon company and was looking to hire like Amazon managers. So I was hired for that job. And my responsibility was basically building up their sales and building up their listings, making sure all of the listings are optimized, top-notch, everything like the content, the images, and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And back then, I, I didn't really, really know my, what my specialty is. I was just like an Amazon seller. But as time went on, the more work I put in, I realized that my specialty, my talent, is in the creative part, which is uh, creating the content, the keywords, the, the, the writing, the pictures, the graphics, and all of that stuff. So I was working there for a year and meanwhile, you know, um, I had a coworker that knew about it and he shared the word with other people. Basically the word went out that I, I know how to create listings. So, um, it was interesting because I was working at a job and people came to me like privately asking me to, to do their listings. Uh, um, and I did it on the side, whatever, long story short, I saw that this is my specialty. This is what I like doing. This is what I'm good at. 
And people pushed me to start my own agency doing it. But back then, I, I didn't have a lot of confidence in myself, like owning an agency or, <laughs> or talking to people. I was very like quiet and shy. I was trying to hide in the side. But um, as more as I did, as more people pushed me, I did it. I, start, I quit my job and I started the agency and I started promoting myself and the business. And, and you know, the word got out there. Fast forward, you know, I mean, we have like a big agency. It's like a, over 12 people. It's a combination of writers and graphic designers, photographers, and project managers, and whatnot. And we are dealing, like we are um, servicing like uh, hundreds of uh, Amazon sellers every day from all over the, the world, basically. Nice, nice. That's awesome. I, I, I love to hear people's backstory because it, it's, they're always so varied and kind of all over. And, mm. and what, I, what I really like about your story is that you, know, you went into private label and what some people might see as a failure since you're not still doing that, mm. in reality, every failure is just a learning experience, right? Mm. Because you took the skills that you learned and you actually took a job working mm-hmm. for someone else, which I think is a great way for uh, people out there who are maybe trying to get into this, but things aren't going the way they want mm-hmm. them to go. If you take a job doing this kind of stuff, you can learn a lot doing that kind of stuff and help build your skills. And mm-hmm. you built it into a consulting agency because other people seen your skills. And and like you said, even though you, you didn't have uh, you weren't completely, um, you know, confident in your abilities. Other people seen you as the expert. And I think that's important for people to know too, because I, I feel that way. A lot of times I feel like I don't know what I'm doing half the time, but other people look at me as the expert. Right. And I, I think that's a really important thing that we're all just kind of learning as we go along. So I really like your backstory and how you've turned into a pretty much a, a success story in a successful consulting agency. I know because it, it, it's, it's very interesting sometimes in life in general, you know, so sometimes you feel like you're going through something, you feel like at zero below. For example, I, I felt like I had my business, I was working for myself and no boss, nothing. And then all of a sudden I have to go back, I have to go back work with someone. So, but uh, in, you know, at that time it's probably like a, a, a painful moment, but, that really helped me to to get uh, where I am now. Without that, I, pr- I probably would, would never would never had that agency and, and all this trust and confidence that I got while working over there. Yeah, yeah, and I think it's important to know too that where you are today uh, isn't necessarily where you're going to be in the future. Uh, but as long as you're learning and keep moving forward, you know you never know where things are are going to take you. You can just keep growing and and getting better at things. Mm-hmm. Yes, for sure. So now you've got a uh, nice size agency. Things are going well. I'm sure things are crazy for you guys this time of year in Q4. Or are you guys kind of calmer during Q4 because everybody was doing everything before? So that, that that's also the problem because I mean the, the last few months was very busy because people pre- prepared for Q4. So we had to catch up with everything. I mean we're now a little bit behind. Because you know, well, we wasn't expected um, that traffic. But now it's, it's supposed to be calmer. But uh, we always dealing like with the with the late uh, how do you call it like uh, people that remind themselves the, the the last minute like last minute people. Mm. And now they they want everything 
yesterday, you know, like I, it's, it's Q4, this, this season is here, let's get it done, you know? <laughs> yeah. But, but yeah, so it will always be busy, you know? It, uh, yeah, that's something you learn with the experience that you can't wait to the last minute in e-commerce. Uh-huh. You're, if you're in Q4 and you're just trying to figure out what you're going to do, then you're too late for sure. Uh, mm-hmm. So you guys specialize in, uh, or what's your main focus in the agency? So the main focus is basically setting up, uh, uh, creating all, all, the, all of the concepts, uh, all of the parts of the listings, which is the, the writing, the keywords, the photos, the graphics, the EBC, whatever, A plus descriptions, the whole page. We're setting up the whole page. That's our main uh, specialty. And then we have different services, like uh, side services, which helps build up the listings, helps build up the seller account, um, that kind of stuff. But, but the, the main focus and the main specialty is, is the, the, the creative part, which is creating uh, all those um, content, pictures, and descriptions, and stuff like that. How have you seen that stuff kind of change over the years <clears throat> been doing it? Is it more important, less important? Or Yeah, so it's funny because I, I started this around four years ago. And back then it was it was semi. I mean, it was like on the borderline where it wasn't so important, but it started getting important because the, the more competitive Amazon got, the more important it was to to, to really have like a, um, beautiful listings to stand out and, and beat your competition. Before then, it wasn't so so important, you know. The, you just slept on a product on Amazon, and the next day it started selling, like you know. But these days, it's almost impossible. You, you really have to. I mean, it's, it's really a must. Um, you you can't get away with just a, a standard uh, um, uh, basic listing. Really need to optimize it. Ha- make sure to have the the top notch, um, the the writing copy and the keywords and the pictures to stand out. The main photo, especially, and all those infographics and lifestyles and EBC and video, you know, it's, it, these days it, it, it's either win or win or bust, you know, there's no, there's no other option. Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting being in, in the wholesale world and selling lots of other people's products. Uh, just how bad some listings are out there. And surprisingly, some of them are doing pretty well, but it really makes you think about, how much better they could be doing. And, and it frustrates me because I'm trying to help uh, mm-hmm. these companies and stuff like that. And a lot of them just don't see the, the benefit in fixing up their listings and stuff like yeah, that. No, because, but when it comes to wholesale, it's still not so necessary to have like um, really beautiful pictures because some brands, you know, their brand name is selling everything. So the, the, uh, as long as they have their brand name in the title, and uh, and the listing and on the picture they see right away the packaging you know it's selling it's selling because people are actually looking for it so it's not so necessary to have like a a a top-notch listing it's mainly necessary for the clients that we we deal with it's like uh, just uh random private label brands it's basically brands that people are 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 not not aware of so for that it's, it's, it's very important yeah that makes sense for sure it just makes you really wonder how good those products could be if they actually fixed up their listings. And, and what's really frustrating is when I run across the brand where Amazon is selling a lot of their products and uh-huh. 95% of the time, those are like the worst listings on Amazon, uh-huh. just crazy. Of course, it, 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 it's very interesting. I, I'm, I'm right now, um, cause I have a client that, that he, he's selling ready for 10 or 12 years. So he he's still used. His mind is still in the in the in the back of the days, which 
listing content is not so important. It's more important to run advertising and stuff like that. I had to work really hard to convince him that your listings look really bad and your competitors, I'm sure your competitors, look how nice it is. Why should a customer choose yours and rest of the competitors when, when theirs are much nicer? So in, in the beginning, we had to fight with him. He said, no, it's fine. That's, that's, that's not a, the case in Amazon. Amazon, uh, you know, it's not important. Whatever. So I told him, you know what? Let, let's give it a try with three products. It's a small investment. I mean, try it out and see, see what happens. If it doesn't work, then we, we move on. And we, 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 took, we took three of his products and we fixed it up. We fixed up all the content, all the keywords and the images, made beautiful images. We added the EBC description. And a week after uploading the listing, he saw such an increase, such a difference that he was like, wow, I'm so sorry for arguing with you. He told me, like, I'm so arguing. I believe in you. You're the expert now. Whatever you say, I'm doing. So <laughs> he started to optimize all of his listings and he's crushing it now. Yeah, for sure. That's that's exactly actually the same thing I try to do um, when I open up an, a new account. You know, I try to take one or two of their listings, make them really good, and show them right. what can be done. And and I try to work that into an exclusive agreement. So um, it's really interesting to watch. Uh, and sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. Uh, for some reason, a lot of people just don't care. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we're, we're in Amazon, so we, we see Amazon as everything. But for a lot of companies that are outside of Amazon, their biggest platforms are still retail stores. Right. Because even though Amazon has 50% of e-commerce, that's still only like 4 or 5% of all retail. So we always got to kind of keep that in mind since we're in this and, and that's what we see all the time. Other people, not so much. Mm-hmm. So what? Uh, let's dive into a listing and just kind of go over uh, what kind of things you do uh, when a new customer comes to you. And that will give people an idea. Maybe they want to get your services. Maybe there's a company watching this that wants to improve their listings. Uh, or the people who are in the wholesale world and they want to help others or recommend to other people uh, and be their expert. Uh, what kind of things do you see as having the, the biggest impact when you're improving a listing? It's a combination of everything because it's like a puzzle. You know, it's like a, an Amazon listing is like a puzzle. Um, if, if the whole puzzle is complete and there's one or two missing pieces, then, you know, it's also not going to work. But obviously, there's always like the, the most important parts of the puzzle. So, so obviously, the, 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 <clears throat> the, the photos is very important, especially these days when a lot of people, they, um, I don't know how it's called, but people don't like to read, you know, the, they, they don't have patience to read through titles and bullet points and descriptions, stuff like that. They make the decision over the images. So when we do it, we make sure, I mean, obviously the, 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 the main image, we, we don't have a lot of options because Amazon is very limited and restricted to only white background. But on the other images, you can put the whole listing on all those images, like basically like have a combination of seven images and, and really point out all the features, zoomed in, all the infographics and lifestyle to show how people are using it. Basically, the, comp- the customer should feel like he's holding the product, he's in a store, he's holding the product, and he's feeling it. Mm-hmm. So that, that's very important. And then it's also important for the text, because some people are, are more um, um, like text-driven. So they, they usually read instead of looking at pictures. So that's why it's always important, the title and the bullet points especially, <clears throat> to be very eye-catching and, and, and make sure not to... Uh, be too uh, basic or too uh, driven for the for the algorithm, like all those keywords and professional words. 
it has to be more like user friendly, more like talking to all kinds of people. So um, as, as um, someone once said that, um, what is it saying again? It's basically if a 10 year old can't understand your product, like from the listing, then it's, it's not like this. Mm-hmm. So the problem is people try to be very professional, like put in all those high vocabulary words, but the problem is it, it doesn't work. It's not like, a, you know, you, after all, your customers are like random people, people that barely uh, know English or, or people that know English, but they're not, they're not like a high vocabulary. So it's very important to be, to be like very um, user-friendly and uh, I don't know what, whatever the name is, like, uh, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, I think the the average newspaper writes for like a seventh or eighth grade level. So that's probably a similar level we should write for on Amazon. Exactly, yeah. So with the photos, uh, you're doing a, a lot of lifestyles and infographics in the photos for the secondary images? So it's basically, we usually try to make a combination. So let's say, I mean, we have different packages. So let's, for example, the top package includes seven images. One is the main image, and then there's six graphic images. Three of them are infographics and three of them are lifestyle. I mean, obviously it depends on the product. Some products are more important than infographics and lifestyle and some opposite. So usually it's like an infographic showing the dimensions, um, showing all the features that you point out in the description, putting it on the photo so people can see right away all the main features. Mm-hmm. And then a, it's very important to have like a picture with all the zoomed in parts. I mean, it's, it's not necessary for every product, but most products have like different angles, different size, different buttons, different parts. So it's important to zoom it in, especially if it's a material or something like that. To zoom in so people can see close up right away what it is. And and then the lifestyle, you know, it's basically uh, making it fun, making it look exciting. Like people, if, if it's a if it's a kid friendly product, a toy, make like a, a happy kids are playing with it, and uh, like parents are help, helping the kids with it, and like whatever. There's a lot of uh, different options, different aspects you can do. Yeah, for sure. Now, are you guys actually working with models and stuff like that, or are you doing the trick where you take the photo on a white background at a bunch of different angles and then placing it? in uh, another photo digitally yeah so in most cases we just do like white white background photography and then the, the graphic designers we have very, very talented graphic designers that really know how to manipulate manipulate photos and basically take that photo and find the right stock photo and put it in, in their hands or on the table stuff like that so it looks really i mean it looks real i mean so mo- most people will not uh, realize that it's being done with graphics it looks like it's been like shot uh, originally with, with the models Nice. So we don't really do models. Uh, some like here and there, we have different, certain products. It's very hard to um, to put it like with graphics. So we need to hire models. There's an agency, whatever models. Pretty cool how they can do that, and and that that kind of stuff is important that you have somebody good because when they when they do that kind of stuff, not well. It's very yeah. obvious and looks like awkward <laughs> and. And not good. Yeah. So that kind of stuff, you need to have experienced graphic designers doing that stuff for sure. And th- this is very tough because me as an agency, I'm, I'm always trying to find uh, like the best talent. And, and sometimes I have to go through 10 people until I find one that is somewhat good. And we, we need to train them in to, be, to be better. So it's like it's, it's, it's very rare um, to find like a really professional. I mean, obviously, there are probably much more, but it's, uh, it's probably more, more expensive, which, which, which is not worth it. Um, but in most cases, it's, it's like a, in, in graphic designers, you, you really have to find like a pin in the hole, basically, to uh, find the right talent that really know how to manipulate photos and make it look real. Mm-hmm. So, uh, For sure. 
Very good. So obviously photos. Photos are are very important. Uh, like you said, most people, a lot of people don't even read anything more than the title. Um, mm. And that's just uh, enough to get them to click on it. And then they look at the photos. So when you guys are working with the title, uh, back in the day, the thought was to basically use every character available in the title and just stuff it full of keywords. Um, how are you guys working it today uh, as far as building out a title? So, so these days it's, it's ma mainly like 200 characters, right? Mm -hmm. Some categories have 80, whatever, depending on the category. But in most cases, it's 200. So usually we try to fill up 200. When we, 200 is, is not allowed. Sometimes when you, you want to describe something, then all of a sudden, oh, wow, you're over the limit. You know? mm -hmm. So we basically try to make it as, as a combination of uh, have uh, like keywords for the SEO written and then also like um, um, sales sales copy. Because it's also very important. Some people uh, are, are very focused on, on the keywords and the title, but they forget that it's also the first thing that a customer is seeing. So a customer is, is not the algorithm. It's a human being. So it's a human. So they have to, they, it has to catch their eyes and their mind when they see the title. So it's, uh, besides on the keywords that you put just for the algorithm, just to uh, this, you also have to make sure that, let's say, the main features or the main benefit of your product should be in the title. So a customer can see, oh, that's what I'm looking for. And, you know, and then he goes in and makes his, his decision. Yeah, I think that's that's important to remember because a lot of people just think about putting keywords in there, but that's really like your your first thing that is getting someone to click because if they don't click over to your listing, they're not going to see any of the extra fancy photos or anything like that. Uh, of course, that main photo plays a role in that as well, but the the title has to be enticing to get somebody to click over. Yeah, and, and I'm thinking now, especially these days, the last few weeks, Amazon is very strict with the uh, having text or icons on the main photo. You know, back in the days, you could have added like a title or a, a nice uh, graphic on the main photo to make it more appealing, but now it has to be strictly just white background. So it's more important you know, to have like a um, sales, good sales copy in the title to convince a customer to go into your listing. Yeah, absolutely. Um, back to the photos for a second, because I just thought of something, um, and I've seen this and heard various people say different things about it. Uh, what are your thoughts on that main image? Uh, like, let's say you have uh, a bunch of different colors of the product of putting those colors, different colors off to the side, just real small. I uh, added this like a swatch or something. It's called whatever. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so I recommend doing that or yeah, this is very important because because for example, for, for myself, when I'm going on Amazon, I want to buy something and I like a certain color and I don't see it on the main photo, I'm, I'm just passing it by. I'm, I'm not going to go in to see if they have more colors. So this is very important to have it on the main image, like a few small like dots or squares, whatever, showing that inside is more, you know. Yeah, I think I think that's really important as well, and technically that's against Amazon's terms of service, but I can't imagine that Amazon would get all that upset about it because it really is helpful to a customer just as myself shopping on Amazon. When I see that, right. I know like, okay, yeah, that's the color that I'm actually looking for. So mm -hmm. I can actually click in and look at it. Uh, have you mm -hmm. had anybody get in trouble for that at all? No, it's funny because uh, um, 
since we find out that Amazon doesn't allow text or anything like that, uh, we had a few clients that really wanted to have the color swatches, and then you know we're trying their luck. In case it's a problem, we'll, we'll take it off. But so this um, this feature didn't didn't cause any issues. It was only like the text mainly, basically. Yeah, I have seen on Amazon lately though uh, a few listings where I'll be looking to buy something. And Amazon underneath the photo will actually put the different colors, like little color dots underneath it. So, oh, yeah. it a feature that they're working on internally as well. Oh, I haven't seen that. Okay, interesting. That's, yeah, that's so very maybe maybe that'll be coming, and then they'll crack down on people who put it in the pictures. It's hard uh, to say, but yeah, I think worst case cool. scenario, they'll just take down the listing for a second, and you'll have to change yeah. the photo. But right, it's not that bad. It's not like a problem. Yeah, they're not going to shut down your listing or anything. Um, so for the bullets, uh, what are you guys recommending there currently in Amazon? So the bullets is also interesting because obviously we always uh, um, start each bullet point with a, a capital or like one phrase in capital. So the customer can see right away, okay, this bullet point talks about this specific, this particular benefit or feature. Mm-hmm. But I heard lately also Amazon is like making issues of, of having capital words. I mean, I didn't hear it of them like, closing listings because of that, but uh, I think some sellers received like a warning uh, yep. email. I heard the same. It's weird because, you know, it's so it's so helpful uh, having the an icon. Even the, the icon, the emoji is also helpful. I mean, some people think like it looks Chinese, but it's, it's not true. I mean, first of all, the five bullet points is so squeezed. It's like there's no space in between the bullet points. So it looks like one whole paragraph. So when you add the emoji, it makes, I mean, it, it, it doesn't have to be like a colorful emoji. It can be like a star or a check mark, something like that. Basically, to split them up to, sh- to show them it's clearly five bullet points. And also, I, um, I'm not sure where this is going about the capital, but it's, it's, it's going to be a, bit, a big hit if, if they take away the capital um, phrase. Yeah, that's pretty popular. Uh, most listings that look nice have that. And I do that with all my listings. So yeah. um, it'll be interesting. I mean, personally, I think it's a, it's a benefit to the customer, um, Amazon may see it differently. They've got their internal data to suggest whatever is best, but we'll see. I, right now, I think the bullet points are not featured very well on mobile anyways. The, the, the bullet yeah. points are actually below. Like whole, um, yeah. It doesn't make any sense to me. I don't understand that. You know, On desktop, they're like prominent, and then the description is 12 pages down. <laughs> And you'll never see that. But uh, and mm-hmm. mobile, they put it above the bullets. It's really weird. But that's Amazon. They they've got yeah. their internal data on what sells the best, and something nice. must have told them that that was better. It, I mean, maybe I'm thinking it's possible that they they they're going to cut the limit of per, per bullet point. Uh, it's possible that they they want it to be like one short line. Mm-hmm. To be, I don't know. But it's weird how they. Yeah, that I think would make sense to, to shorten the character count there because some people go crazy. They just, it's yeah. like a book. It's disgusting. And, yeah, that, they have like 500 characters per bullet point. It looks like a whole book, like a, a journal. How many characters are you guys usually using? So we, it comes out to an average of like around um, between 200 and 300 characters per bullet point. It's like in, in between. It's like, I think it's like two, three lines per bullet point on the desktop. Okay. And now in the past, I've read and heard that uh, to lead with benefits and back it up with features. Is that mm-hmm. something that you guys do as well? Yeah. So that's, that's also, we changed a few months ago. I mean, a few years ago, I think. Um, 
we obviously uh, started with, you know, just putting like the, the, the feature and then describing the feature. But then we switched it. We realized that the people are more driven to benefits versus the feature. For example, um, instead of writing 100% cotton and big and then writing the, the benefits of cotton, you start out with writing the benefit of cotton, which is, I don't know, sweat-free or, um, you know, stop sweating at night, something like that. It's because it's 100% cotton, you know, that's for me and small. So the, the main highlight should be like the benefits so people can see, oh, wow, that's what I'm looking for. That, that's, that's what I need. Yeah, the problem that you're solving. Because problem solving, yeah, solving the problem. Yes. People don't buy anything because it's 100% cotton. They right. buy it because that 100% cotton is going to solve some problem right. that they have or is something that they, they think they need for whatever reason. So, yeah, I think that's really important. Uh, unless, you know, there may be some areas where features are more important, like if it's some kind of, uh, um, oh, I don't know. I don't know, thinking of something right now, but something that's very like feature oriented, maybe a, a measuring tape or something. Yeah, it's, it's also usually the, about the electronics. They have like all the specifications, like all this, for example, cameras, you know, the measuring tape. Yeah, yeah. So that's, um, yeah, and those kind of things, like a camera, the features are, are the benefits yes. a lot of times. So, yeah, absolutely. All right. Very good. Uh, what else do we got in the listing that uh, you guys work on? We hit the, the images, title, and bullets, um, description, of course. Uh, do you guys put much work into a description? Yes, we actually do. Um, so, um, obviously, there's two options. One is the HTML uh, uh, option with just the text, and then there's the EVC. So for the HTML, is also very important. Some people think it's just a description, so they just put like either one phrase or something. But whenever we do it, it also has like a limit of 2,000 characters. We, so we usually try to fill up the whole thing. And it's not like a one big thing. We try to make it like split it, uh, split it up between a few phrases, a few paragraphs. And starting with like a question, a pain point question, it's really getting the customer into, into, into the story of the product and then explaining each feature. And then we, then we add like a list of all, all features, like bullet points, like small, short bullet points. Mm -hmm. So people can see right away all the features. So we usually try to, to uh, um, spread it out. So it looks like a whole big description. It's easy to read and it's, it's, it, it explains the product, the product really well. It, it has all of the codes, all of the HTML codes in the back end to split it up to make it look nice. Yeah, and that's another thing that technically is against Amazon's service, but it's one of those things that I think as long as you do it right, it makes it more beneficial for the customer and probably won't be an issue. Of course, yeah. there's always the people that go crazy, um, and that's why Amazon clamps down on stuff. But uh, for the most part, I think it's it's beneficial. I try to stick to um, just like line breaks and bold and maybe lists. Uh, do you guys do anything more than that? No, it's basically uh, um, line um, line breaks, which is like a because uh, also the Amazon listing, on, especially in desktop, is so wide. It's very hard to read from one line to the other. So we usually try to break it up. So the whole description is only on the left side of the page. Okay. So it's easy to read like, like this instead of like, instead of like this, you know? So we break it up. So there's the breakup. And, and then we have like the bold. Obviously, every title is in bold. And then there's like the, the, the space between, I don't know, it's called like the paragraph. In between each paragraph, there's like a... Yeah, like a yeah it, makes it makes it a lot better looking. 
Uh, I've always found it interesting, kind of another indication that for some reason, I think Amazon values the description more than the bullet points, which is strange, um, is that in the back end, when you're editing a listing, if you do not put bullets in, Amazon doesn't care. But if you don't put a description in, they'll like suppress your listing. Yeah, yeah. I've seen that. Which is strange. Because uh, officially they're saying that the bullet points have, has a stronger thing for the algorithm and also for the keywords. And then they're trying to ask you to do the description, which doesn't have so much weight. Really interesting. That's for sure. Uh, so what else do you guys recommend that brands do aside from what we've already talked about? Yeah, so obviously the description part. So um, if a brand has um, brand registry, which everyone should have, mm -hmm. I mean, it's pretty easy to have this these days, which you can apply for a trademark through Amazon's, I think it's IP Accelerator, um, which you can apply for it and have brand registry, which in two weeks, I think, a month. Yeah, so really that's very helpful. And I think every, every, brand should, every brand should definitely invest in that. And first, they have brand registry. I mean, brand registry has so much features, has so much uh, benefits. Um, so let's talk about the EBC. So the EBC, I mean, now it's called the A-plus content description. It's also very important. So it's basically the top images, you know, I told you we usually like put in like all this infograph, the lifestyle. On the EBC, the A-plus, you, you have so much space. Like it's, you have so much more real estate to, to really uh, elaborate on uh, all those images and graphics and text. And you can make it so beautiful. It, it looks like, a, I mean, the, the way we do it, it looks like a whole like, homepage of a website, you know? See like the products and titles and, and all this. Um... Yeah, that's exactly how I usually describe it to people as well. You can make it look like a website, basically. Yes. Mm -hmm. Nice. Uh, do you guys measure and track uh, the differences? Uh, do you see a significant difference using the the EBC, the enhanced brand content? Um, if we, no, we don't really check it because the, the way we the way we work is that we, we we don't really monitor or manage the listings. We basically create a content and then we send it over to the seller, and the seller takes care of the rest. Okay. So we don't always follow up with them, but but but. Um, most of the yeah. time, we hear back from the sellers that it really helped. It really uh, um, helped the, the conversion rate and obviously the sales. So um, we, we can definitely see the benefits of this. Good. Yeah, I've heard from Amazon. On Amazon's end, they claim about a 5% boost yeah. in conversions when you add that in there. So definitely, if you have brand registry, that's important. Um, now, you guys are doing videos as well for people? So videos, we're not into that yet um, because, you know, some people, um, they don't want to spend the money yet because videos are still new, so people not so convinced. So, but it's, it's getting more into it. But uh, video, um, right now, we, we, we work with video companies that we uh, like collaborate together and they, they create the videos for us, but uh, hopefully soon we'll get into it and, uh, and add it to the packages. You know? All right, perfect. Yeah, I think that's going to become more and more important especially amazon now has like the amazon live for doing like live infomercials and and stuff like that so i think they're trying to go that direction uh, with more video built into the platform all right what else what other kind of things do you guys recommend people do with a listing when you guys are fixing them up yeah, so for the for the for the creative part that that's that's pretty much it i mean obviously the, the back end the, the keywords the search terms and subject matter stuff like that, which is very important, but that, that's part of, of uh, writing the listings. Um, I don't know if you want to discuss that or it's, 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 it's... yeah, how much 
how much work do you guys put into the back end? Are, do you literally go through everything and fill everything that could possibly be related to the product? Um, no, we don't do everything because we saw we saw in the numbers that it doesn't really uh, make a huge difference that it should be worth it. But uh, the main thing we do is the search terms, which is the, the 249 characters in the back. And um, and sometimes we do the sub- subject um, matters and target audience, which I... I me personally, I didn't see like a real big difference. I mean, maybe people do see, but uh, for my clients, I, I didn't see a big difference. And so we tried to focus more on the, sub, in the, on the search terms, which is basically, you know, after creating the whole listing, all the title, and bullet points, and description, we take all of the leftover keywords and we try to brainstorm keywords that, that can relate to the product, but it's not the product itself. And we put it in the back end. So in case a customer is searching for it, they should find it. For example, um, I usually use this example because we did a listing for someone, someone selling like forks, you know, like plastic forks. Mm-hmm. We obviously make sure to put like the spoons and knives in the back end because usually when people are searching for that, they're usually searching for the whole package. So it's always important to put all, all types of, of cutlery or uh, like cups and plates in, in there. So it's one family. Yeah, things that could be related to your yeah. product. And also, obviously, there's uh, Spanish keywords, like, of course, there's a lot of um, people that are searching with Spanish words. And, and, and misspellings is also very important, because especially th- these days when people are buying on their phone, you know, the typos uh, or it happens in, in all the stores, mm-hmm. you, you want to make sure that you come up for everything. A- anything that a customer might search, you should come up. Yeah, I think the Spanish keywords are, are important. I'm glad you brought that up, because, yeah, a lot of people... You know, in the U.S., uh, speak Spanish as right. their primary language, and they're just going to Amazon.com and typing that in right. right in there. So that that can make a big difference for for some products for sure. And you don't necessarily want to put that in the front end, uh, mm-hmm. but in the search terms, that would make really good sense. Very good. Mm-hmm. So let's see. So we've pretty much covered everything for a listing. Is there anything else that you guys uh, help clients with that you've seen make a big difference? Yeah, I mean, um, so basically once the listing is completed, it looks nice, everything's ready to go. So for example, it's like you, you build a store. And once the store is completely built, it's ready for customers, then you, you start with the marketing, which is like a advertising. And, uh, and mainly what we do is the, it's called giveaways. I mean, it's, similar to like Amazon, I used to have their own giveaway thing and stuff. We basically helped the listing to get to uh, like to the first page quicker than it, uh, it usually, usually takes. So um, it's not like giveaways or something like a, a black hat. It's more like, a, it's basically, um, it's product listing awareness. Basically uh, get, getting people to know that this is a new listing. It's like a, you open a, a new shop in your neighborhood you want to start promoting, like, uh, do some giveaways, do some sales to get people aware of it, of your store. So same thing is with the listing. You have to make people aware that your listing is here and people are looking for it. And you have to show for Amazon that people are looking for it and people are buying it. So that's how they, they, they bring you up. When you're doing giveaways, are you, like, running ads on Facebook for a giveaway or just utilizing a current email list? Or- yeah, so we have, a group, we have a group of people from all over the U.S., and they're interested in, in, in um, basically uh, buying products and basically to tell, to tell the customer. Sometimes it's also helpful to tell the seller, like, what's wrong with the product? How can I, how can I improve it? So the product is also, it's also valuable. But some of the, and so the group is basically from all over the U.S. And we usually have um, 
you know, the sales are spread out over like a week or two weeks just to give it a big boost, a big blast, mm-hmm. and and bring it up, and then you can start getting organic sales and and move on from there. Okay. All right. Very good. Now, what are your thoughts on uh, like the Vine program where you're giving away product through Amazon in exchange for reviews and as well as the early reviewer program? Do you guys use those at all? So, I mean, part, part of the giveaways is also the reviews, which is, I mean, the same people are buying it. And they they can, they, can, they also have the option to leave reviews, but in most, in most cases we try not to, not to post reviews because it's uh, we try not not to go against Amazon's list. Uh, but some sellers, you know, they, they don't mind taking the risk, and um, it's, it's up to them basically. If they want to do it, then, then they can do it. But it's not something that we uh, push to do. Okay. But obviously, it's very important because otherwise you can wait weeks or years to, uh, until you get uh, maybe twenty reviews. You know, so this is like a quick way to get like reviews quicker. Yeah, and I think it's kind of funny that that Amazon cracked down on people giving product away for reviews and then started their own program. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> That's exactly what I wanted to point out. So first they scream, hey, you, you're manipulating fake reviews, and here you offer the same program, the same exact thing. Mm-hmm. So how, I mean, it's, <laughs> yeah. it's not a part, hypocrite, I don't know. It's interesting that the early reviewer program, which is basically helps you get your first five reviews, yeah. um, at least that they're just like sending that out request out to people who naturally bought the product. But the Vine mm-hmm. program is like no different than what everybody used to do where they'd be like, here, take my product for free. Just give me a review. Uh, exactly. It's just, it's kind of funny. Um, a little bit disappointing, but uh, to be expected, you know, Amazon wants to control it. Right now it's free, but of course they're going to start charging for it at some oh. point and then they'll make money off of it. <laughs> the Vine program anyways, the early reviewer, I think is 60 bucks to do that. So mm-hmm. um, it's interesting. I use the early reviewer program. Um, usually uh, if I'm selling a product that is selling decently, but doesn't have those five reviews yet, um, I'll take advantage of that. Just try to get some more reviews. The the Vine program, I'm trying that for the first time with a new uh, bundle that I launched. Um, so we'll see how that goes. Uh, so far, I think I've got like four reviews on it. And one of them was not good. One was kind of in the middle and the other ones were five stars. So we'll yeah, see how it plays out. That's also the problem with the, with the Vine reviews that you can't really control. Um, you you don't really know what you're going to get. You you might get five uh, one stars. You know if the product is really bad. So it's like a yeah it's a, it's a gamble. Yeah, one of them was I'm like really. So he he did it through the Vine program. He got the product free. Free, yeah. You <laughs> was that the bundle cost too much. That's why he gave me two stars or something. And he got it for free. Really? You got it for free, man. Come on. (laughs) Okay. I guess at least he's being honest that he thinks the price was too high. Yeah. It's kind of interesting, but all right. So I think this has been really helpful for people. Um, Not only if they want to build out their own listings, but also in the beginning where we talked about, you know, your kind of journey and people can kind of see that journey in themselves. If mm-hmm. people want to use your guys' services, uh, what's the best way for them to get a hold of you? So first of all, it's our website, which is um, www.bestseller, 
blisters.com. Yep, I'll throw the link in the description. And then I have WhatsApp. So um, obviously we have the email, which is uh, obvious, but then we have WhatsApp. What stands out is because people like the convenience of, of um, the anyone anyways on their phone, the anyways using WhatsApp. So they, they like the convenience of, of having a company that can just voice notes and send pictures and uh, messages back and forth. So that's why we also do. We have like a, a dedicated WhatsApp for business and we communicate with clients over there and you know we send out uh, um, we also on the status i usually send out like the latest news updates tips and tricks about amazon so sellers can stay up up to date with the latest um trends and news about amazon okay perfect how do they get on your email list so it's not email list, it's, it's, it's the WhatsApp. I mean, the email list is also, uh, you will add uh, the email address, which is, uh, I send out every week, like a weekly newsletter, also about uh, like a recap of all the news and stuff. Mm-hmm. And you'll add the email address in the description. And then we, in the WhatsApp, the number is 845-288-1740. I guess you can also add uh, the link. There's like a WhatsApp link. You can go directly to the phone. Yeah, so basically you have to subscribe, save the contact in your contacts, and you start seeing the statuses and you can contact us anytime with any questions. Okay, cool. Yeah, I'm just looking at your guys' website over here. Um, it looks like if they go to bestsellerlisters.com, scroll to the bottom, you have, you have your WhatsApp down there as well. Yes. So that, that's pretty cool. You're actually sending like tips through the WhatsApp channel then? Yeah, so... so WhatsApp has the option of status. Basically, it's like Instagram, the stories. WhatsApp has that on status. So basically, you basically can go on there and just watch, like stay up to date. So, so I, I have um, many sellers that they, they, they just look. basically go on to the WhatsApp and, and if they want to know anything anything that happens with Amazon, any, new, any news and any updates that they published, I usually find that and I publish it there so people can stay up to date. Nice. That's awesome. That's the first I've heard of someone doing that. So that's that's pretty cool little marketing tech. Mm-hmm. Very nice. All right. Well, Mac, I, I appreciate you uh, coming on the show. I think we've got a lot of really good information. I appreciate it. Yeah, same here. It was a lot of fun. And uh, I hope your audience will enjoy it. Thank you so much for the opportunity. Absolutely. You have a great one. You too. This has been another episode of the Entrepreneur Adventure Podcast. Thanks for listening, fellow entrepreneur. And always remember, success is yours if you take it.